Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, it's tell us, and you're listening to Straight Talk Uncut. This is recorded on January 26, 2016. Thanks for coming back for another episode of Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, I have to apologize for the the uh, audio of the last episode. And the reason why I apologize is because I just realized that I was re- I was recording into the wrong microphone, and I'm not even sure how many episodes I've done it with. I, I didn't. I, I guess I have to go back and check. But um, my <laughs> I use Audacity, even though I have Adobe Creative Cloud, you know, so I could be recording through uh, Adobe Audition. Is let me is Audition even in Creative Cloud? Let me bring it up and see. No, I don't think Adobe Audition. When I used to have, um, when I was using Creative Creative Suite, I started out podcasting with Adobe Audition. Yeah, why isn't Adobe Audition in the Creative Cloud? At least it's not showing up in my list of apps here. Huh, I, I didn't even notice that. I just assumed it was part of Creative Cloud. But anyway, so I use Adobe Audition. I mean, I, I use Audacity because, uh, oh no, it is there, Adobe Audition, it is there. So I use, I use even though I have Adobe Audition with, you know, the Creators Cloud, I use Audacity and I started using Audacity around like episode 15 of my, my previous podcast. It, just because it's so much simple. Like, like I started off, I, I think I explained this before, I started out like, you, you remember when I said, um, I hate something that tries to be, and and I was trying to be, you know, trying to be like this, uh, this brought this, you know, trying to be something I really wasn't not, not like as far as content, but as far as the production value, the production quality, which, which is not a bad thing, but it's just not me, man. I'm just, I just wanted to create a podcast and put the content out there and you know, whatever. So I create. I started using Adobe Audacity. I mean, uh, Audacity. I don't know why I keep saying Adobe Audacity, but Audacity for because it's it's, it's a lot. It's just way more simple than um, Adobe Audition. It's just easier to get from recording to end. But uh, one of the one of the things that I did do in Adobe Adobe Audition was I I had a template to where all my recording settings settings were the same. I just open it up and everything was good to go. But for some reason, when I started this podcast, I didn't think to do that. I didn't think to create uh, like a boilerplate settings and just go in, open that same recording up every time that same file and just replace the track with the new content so all my settings can stay the same. And I just, I this is the first episode that I'm doing it with because I just realized that it it defaults to my webcam which you know which has a microphone so it was defaulting to to my webcam microphone which is what what the last episode was recorded on so the audio quality i was like why was all that hissing and all that noise and it was picking up the computer noise because i usually you know turn the heat off turn everything off so that so there won't be any background noise because i don't use any kind of like um you know, I don't, I don't do any kind of post process. I, I, I add like a little amplification, but I don't, I don't like remove noise or pauses or nothing. So, 
but I mean, you can you can obviously tell that this is it sounds you know it's a better sounding recording, and I'm recording through my intended microphone, the Audio Technica. What is this like twenty three hundred or something like that? I can't remember what it is. Audio Technica ATR twenty one hundred, and it's a USB microphone, and it's it's just like twenty bucks. But anyway, apologize for the for the last episode. Um, so. What do, what do I want to talk? What do I want to discuss? I want to discuss a few things, but one, I want to discuss what is art. Like to me, um, I sort of answered this question for myself years ago. Like what is art to me? Art is when, when, when you create art, you, you're creating something like for your own purposes. Like I do a lot of photography work that's, not art. Like, you know, I do a lot of freelance stuff where I'm pretty much a hired shutter for real estate companies. And, um, like there's a, there's companies that are out of, out of state, but they own property or real estate or, or something here that they need pictures of. And they send the list of properties. Um, a lot of them being like, you know, repoed home or homes going into foreclosure and they need, pictures of so I go out and take pictures and, and there's companies that do it for like car lots you know they 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 do the publishing for car dealerships publish the, the photos uh you know I mean there's all sorts of ways to make money with a camera that's not art it, it's like you you're a hard gun you're a hard shutter but then again you have uh, I create stuff like mostly personal projects that that I have intentions of doing something with later uh, well well not actually not all the time some sometimes it's just discovery like right now i'm going to do a discovery of like um like studio studio photography like tabletop photography and and what i'm what i'm doing is working with what's the difference between still life photography as far as in the studio and like product photography, and, it, and and on the surface it seems real apparent, but the biggest difference has to do with what are you showing and and what sort of lighting are you constructing. And I actually have a book that I got from the library called Lighting for Product Photography, and it goes it it, it in 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 this book it it distinguishes the difference between with pictures. It shows like the same setting, the same setup of of uh, the, t- the same table design, the same table setup, you know, of objects on a table. And she lights one. Actually, let me see what the author's name is. Uh, Allison Ernest. And she's actually a product photographer. She, I don't, actually, as far as I know, I don't think she advertised herself as an art photographer. She's a purely commercial product photographer. But she demonstrated very well, I think, in this book, um, the difference between art photography or, you know, art still life photography and commercial product photography. And it, you know, she, she has this picture, this design, I don't know, am I using the right word? Well, she, she set up this, she set up a table with, um, like some sheet music, some glasses, a candle, a flute in this, in its case, you know, with case, case open and then a potted uh, flower. And in one example, she shows very clearly 
like an artistic type lighting. And then in the other one, she shows how she would light it for commercial, you know, for, for commercial use. And it's, it, it's the same items on the table, but it's a totally different feel. And sometimes to me, like sometimes I have to see that, like you, you can explain it with words all you want, but when I see it, it becomes very apparent. Like, okay. Even though I, you know, in theory, I mean, you know the difference, but it's like, you have to, it has, it still has to make, you have to make sense out of it. Like I know the difference between what, what could be construed as art and what could be construed as like a product, like commercial, you know, for commercial use. But sometimes it just takes me to go a little bit deeper and, um, into, you know, to see an example of it because I was, I was working, I was in the studio, you know, down in my, in my basement and I was setting up these different lighting situations and for, you know, for some reason I just couldn't, couldn't get the thing I was going for. So I was like, you know what, let me, let me, uh, let me go out, let me find a book. Let me, actually I just searched for like, you know, product photography and still life photography and, and all these different search terms. And I came across her, um, her book on Amazon. And of, you know, like I said, I, you know, when I come across something on Amazon, I like I search my uh, local library and see if they have it. So I picked it up, but what, what sort of led, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that I'm, a lot of projects that I'm doing, but I came across this article and it's, uh, uh, it was, I'm just bringing it up here. I got all these windows open, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. All right. So it, it was a picture that sold for a little over a million bucks, right? And, and you may have seen this. And the picture was of a potato. And and when I first saw the title, I mean, when I when I saw the title, I was like, okay, it's one of those things. You know, we see stuff like that all the time. Picture sales for whatever. But when I, you know, I, I went to it, and it's actually is little is literally a potato. It's just a potato. It's it's not it's, it's it's a potato, and I'm gonna post links to it in the um, show notes. But it's nothing else. A back black ground. I mean, a black background. It's a potato that's lit from uh, looks like top left. It looks like the lighting is coming down, casting a shadow that you would see on the bottom right if if the background wasn't totally blacked out. But it's just a potato. Right in the right smack dab, and, and I mean it could be cropped different, but I'm just looking at the at the web image. Smack dab in the middle, in the center of what looks to be like a landscape oriented um, layout. And I'm going to read a little bit of, about it. So, celebrity photographer Kevin, what is this? Abosh, 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 A B O S C H, Abosh. Well, Bosch, I know what Bosch is, B-O-S-C-A, so it must be a Bosch. Recently reported that he sold the photo of this potato for a million euros, which is, you know, approximately a million dollars, U.S., a million and some change. And um, 
So there was a an, an unnamed European businessman who bought it for a million dollars. And here's a quote. It says, I see commonalities between humans and potatoes that speak to our relationship as individuals within a collective species. Wow. Profound. Um, and he also told, uh, this, this is from Mashable. He told Mashable that generally the life of a harvested potato is violent and taken for granted. I use the potato as a proxy for the, oh shit, what is this? For the ontological, un, ontological study of the human experience. Okay, so now I got to fucking look up ontological. What the hell does ontological mean? Ontology is a specification of conceptualization. Concept, conceptualization. The word ontology seems to generate a lot of controversy in discussion about AI. Never heard that word before. I learned. I just learned a new word. All right. So, so he sold. A, I mean, well, he reported that he sold it for a million dollars. All right. So, what is art? Is art merely the well? Like my my definition of art is you know just when I'm creating something for my own purposes with. Whatever agenda I have in mind is is for me. It's not for somebody else, right? Whether I plan on selling it or monetizing it, that creation, that photograph, that um, whatever, uh, or not, we, I'm, I'm creating it based off my own um, need. Just I, I need to create it. I want to create it. Whatever. So, so if he had not sold this potato, would it have been art? Yeah, it would, have been, it would have been art. Now, if this potato, <laughs> this same picture, if he took the, because this same picture could be used in sort of like, it can be used for um, like an agriculture uh, ad or magazine or something like that. You know, it, it could be used for something like that because it's, it's, I mean, it's obviously it's art. Somebody bought it, but is it artistic? Oh, now we go, now we go deeper. Well, it, with his words, it, with his words, his words make it artistic. Um, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to think about this and, and just talk it out because some things baffle me. And then if, if I leave it in my head, it just keep baffling me. But when I talk about it, I make sense of it. Now, congrats to the dude for making, you know, for selling for a million dollars. That that's not the thing. I'm I'm not even that's you know good on him. I, I like to see and I don't care who it is. I don't care if you piss in a cup and sell it for whatever. If somebody willing to buy it, good on you, cup, because you went somewhere that obviously most people can't fathom. Like you saw of value in pissing in the cup. Like the one guy who was pissing in the bottle or who pissed on like a picture of Jesus or the cross. Some, I can't remember some, some guy became famous doing that. So if you can do that and for, for whatever reason, if you can do that and make money from it, I'm, I'm all for it. Congrats. Claps. Salute. But what, what I'm trying to do is, is look at this and then go deeper with my own 
creativity. That's that when I see stuff like this, I don't ne- I don't automatically say, boo, you know, like who's stupid enough? Like I'm 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 con- congrats because to me that says if somebody's willing to buy a picture of a potato for a million dollars, then I'm on the right path. <laughs> That's the way I look at it because it's almost like if if somebody can make money as a clown, I got a chance. I got I still have a chance of living a fulfilling life doing what I do. That's that's just the way I look at it. It's not it's not arrogance like I'm not saying what I do is above a clown, but I am, but I'm not. I'm a, I am, but I'm not saying what I do is better. I'm just saying it's it's like if <laughs> it's like if a if a C if 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 a CEO of a company say something, say like, you know, I, I, I rather not be working at McDonald's. He's not saying, well, maybe he is, but when any job I, I've had, like I've never, I've never worked at McDonald's. I never worked at any fast food restaurant. And I, and I, I, there was, there was just one thing that I knew I wouldn't do when I, even when I was younger, but I worked at a restaurant. I was a cook. At a restaurant, I started out as like a bus boy, but I got hired as a cook, and you gotta you know work your way up. And it was a restaurant, so it's the same thing. So I wasn't saying I was better; it was just that I didn't want to make the money that somebody working at McDonald's would make. It I wanted to make more money. So the same thing. I mean, when I say clown, you can you can consider a comedian a clown. They're a comedian. Look at Kevin Hart. Look at Chris Rock. Look at Louis C.K. Look at. Uh, I mean, look at David Letterman. Look at all these people are comedians. Look at Jay Leno. All these people are comedians. So I'm not saying I'm I'm better than. I'm just saying what I what I do. If they can do it, then I have a chance. So if this guy can sell a picture of a potato, a potato, for a million bucks, to me that's like, oh, okay. There's still this art is still needed in the world. That's all I'm saying. Right? Does that make sense? Can you can you can you can you under, can you get what I'm saying? Can you get what I'm going? But uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. A potato, a picture of a potato. Congrats to Kevin Abosh, Abosh, for selling the potato, uh, an organic potato, selling that picture for a million bucks. Awesome. What else is in photo news? There was a while ago I saw this um, documentary called. Art is the permanent revolution, and it, I think it's still on. It's still on Netflix. Art is the permanent revolution, and it's 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 specifically about the these print artists, and it starts off going way back into time, way back in time about when art was used as propaganda. When you use your art as propaganda. You could be killed. You could. It, it could mean your death. It could mean that you're gonna die. You know, during during these wars, World War One, World War Two. If you created something that was anti the government or anti whatever the system, the 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 powers that be, the overseers, you would die for that. You would die. You would get exiled. Some harm would come to you for that. And 
that still didn't stop people. That didn't stop people from from creating the stuff they wanted to create. It, it didn't stop them. They still did it, you know. And in today today's society, I think the closest that you get to there is a lot of street artists do that. You know, uh, Ai Weiwei does it. With his, you know, he has his agenda, which you know the state the stuff he's going through with China, Banksy. You know, there, there's a lot of street artists that does this. But I came across this one. Um, this one guy. Let me let me find it. Let me go through these windows. I need another. I, I have two monitors. I need one more monitor. I could use one more monitor. Um, this artist did this. Give me one second. Ugh, where is it? All right. So where is it? Are you kidding me? Okay, here it is. Still not asking for it. Striking topless photographs call out rape culture. Okay. So it's pictures of men and women, pretty much topless. The women has these X's. And I'm thinking it's like tape. What is this? Yeah, tape over their breast, over their nipples, not over their breasts. And they have um, certain little things written on them. Like, for instance, the first one is two females, both topless. And on on their, written on them is our sexuality, our, sexu our sexuality is not an invitation, right? And it has them topless with X's, and I'm thinking it's tape. What is this? Um, yeah, tape or something. Covering their nipples. The next picture is a pregnant chick. Uh, it says, I don't want my child born into a society that accepts sexual violence. She's topless. And then uh, third chick says, bisexual, still not asking for it. Um, you know, but what caught my attention with this? Is you know I'm, I'm all for like people using their art to to make a statement, but the, the, I like I, I mean you you guys gonna hear this all the time. I have three daughters, and to me, like I mean there's there's no there's there's I don't think any any sane person there's no sane person. That you know, there's a thing that people blame the victim. Like when when women dress a certain way, and I don't mean to get all like controversial, political, but you know, if someone dresses a certain way, and then they get raped, you know, there's this thing where they ask, "Well, well, people, I've I've never heard it ask. They ask, well, what was she wearing? I've I literally never heard anyone say that, but." Anytime you hear people, you hear people talking about this, that seems to always be the things like it shouldn't matter what she was wearing. I've never heard anyone ask that. Um, I, I've heard people try to get context as to the situation because let's face it. Any, you know, it, it, when I went into the military, one of the one rule, one things, one of the first things when we went through like ethics training and, and this, this is in boot I mean, yeah, basic training. We went through ethics training and then 
you know, uh, we had our other training is for like being a man and all this stuff. One of the first things our TI told us that never, when you, when you, you know, when you get out of basic and you start dating and stuff like this, first of all, (laughs) this is what my TI told me that first of all, try not to date anyone in the military. Try not to date your comrades. Try not to, you know, it, it, when when it's within the enlisted rank, it's not it's not considered fraternization. It's only fraternization when, um, well, I guess that's not true. If it could be considered fraternization, if it's a senior NCO and a you know low level um, enlisted, um, but when you know, and, and it's definitely fraternization when it's a officer in an enlisted and, and you know i i've seen i've seen that gray area too where if the officer is like stationed at another base or something like that and the enlisted party is you know somewhere else another base but what one thing they always say like you know stay away from that and never if you're dating someone never go to and, and he's specifically speaking to the the guys never go to her room if she ever invite you to her room say no you come to my room or you come to my place because and this this was a guy who you know actually before like when we first started when we first first got to boot camp he told us he's like you hate me now before i leave before you guys leave you're gonna i'm gonna be your best friend and he was true man he you know first of all a lot of us that were there grew up in single family households. And a lot of us didn't grow up with dads. And so a lot of us, that was our first time. Like, of course, like when you first, when you first land, when you first get off the bus, you think he's a dick, but a a real good TI like that, you know, at the end it comes around. And, um, and so we, you know, I, that's one thing that stuck to my my mind. Like for even, like, I mean, that was it was like years ago, and I still remember it, remember him saying it. So, but he was prepping us for things, for like not getting caught up in situations where is is your word against a female's word? Because you know, it's obviously looking at looking at society. Um, that's a hard case to beat if you're in her room. And she said you were you crossed the line, you did something you weren't supposed to do, and she calls out rape. So when I looked at these pictures, to to me, it like the way I teach my daughters, the way I tell my daughters is you can't control what somebody you can't control crazy. Like you can't, there's nothing you can do to get a crazy person to not be crazy. To get a person who has some mental problems, you can drug them, you can do all this, but the layman can't. You can't do anything about it. What you can do is control your actions. So here's the worst case scenario with these pictures. So okay, yeah, a woman can be butt naked walking down the street, and and there's still there's there's still no reason for anyone to touch her. No reason for anyone to put her, put their hands on them, or, or, or nothing. That nobody has the right to ever touch a woman when she don't want to be touched. No matter what she has on, no matter what she does, no matter what she says, nobody has the right to do that, right? 
So is that even the is that even the question here? So when I when I look at these pictures, that's what I'm that's what I'm I'm, I'm seeing. It's almost like they don't this 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 uh, photographer don't understand the real problem. The you 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 think the problem? You think if these these women? Uh, you think if a naked woman walk into a crowd of sane men? Like n n just sane men, you think they would try to try to rape her? If anything, they would think she's crazy. Like what's something something's wrong with her? Like I I've seen this. I've seen <laughs> crazy women like getting on the bus. Like I, I remember one time getting on the bus back in school. Actually, before we got on the bus, this this crazy lady running down the street past our bus stop with no clothes on. Just running down the street, no clothes on, right? Nobody, nobody tried to rape her. First thing we thought is this bitch is crazy. Like she's, she's out of her mind. She's crazy. That's the first thing we thought. There was no like nude marathon going on. We we just thought something's wrong with her. We didn't automatically trigger to let's go rape her. Nobody thought that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody thought that. Like nobody. We actually we were scared. We were like, man, let's get the let's get let's hope hope the bus come because I don't want no part of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the so I don't think I don't think this is gonna sway. The only thing this is gonna do is be impressive. Like the, like like I'm saying, okay, that's impressive. She you know somebody had the courage to do this. But you think a rapist is gonna look at this and say, oh man. That she, let me see, is this a, who is this a, I can't, I don't even know if this is a female or male photographer, but, okay, Rory Banwell, I guess I could have read it more, uh, you think, you think a rapist, a crazy, and I'm using the, the word crazy, like, in generalities, somebody who, somebody who would rape a person is fucking crazy, is insane, that's, that's, so that's how I'm using it, you think uh, an insane rapist would look at these this this project and think, you know what? I'm gonna stop raping. Uh, I'm gonna I'm this I'm I'm not this is gonna change my I'm gonna change my ways and I'm not gonna rape. Now, so that's the worst case scenario. That's me, you know, going on the worst end of it. Okay, so now, what I what I do think it would do, for anyone who's not totally crazy yet and may someday find themselves in a situation to where it's okay here's the here's the scenario a, a guy and a girl go on a date so let's 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 make them young so you know because an adult would we should know better so let's make them young this guy his first time on a date this this girl she's been on it she's she's been around and, I, and I, I'm not saying the, the girl's a slut I'm just I'm just trying to use this as a as a hypothetical so the girl's experienced right she's experienced the guy's not they go on a date they go to her house and things start getting heated right and he's just like oh boy this is the day this is it. And she's like, uh, this guy's young. And she leads him up to a point, but then she thinks different of it. She thinks it, it to herself, you know what? 
I don't want to, I don't want me to be his first time because he may get psycho. Now, now they're both naked. They ain't got their clothes off. He's ready, right? She's ready, but then she changes her mind. And she said, you know what? I think you should go. Now, at that point, that's when consent has ended, right? But say he he's he's an experience. He 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 don't know any better. His hormones are going. He wants to push further. So he starts to get more aggressive. And then, you know, things happen. Now, a person that's like that, that hasn't had that had had his first experience, he sees something like this, right? And say the same scenario, say he saw this project, he, he went through this project, he sees these pictures, our sexuality is not an invitation. Um, I don't get this one. It's not gender specific. Um, it, it's still, she's naked, still not an invitation is written on her. Uh, this is not permission. You know, she's she's pretty much naked. This is not permission. Ask, listen, respect. Okay. Uh, only one in six are reported. You know, he sees all this. And and, and soon as she says, as soon as this chick says no, then this project comes to mind. He remember, oh, oh, this is, this is that thing where I should just fucking get dressed and go home. Because even though we went this far, she's now unplugged. And she said, nah, you should go home. Now I can see what a project that this project could bring awareness like that. Maybe that's what it's going for. I, uh, to be honest with you, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't read. I usually like research articles uh, a lot, but I, you know, I kind of saw what, where this was going. So, but you know, kudos to her for that because, like I said, on the surface, now I just you see how many how many how many different scenarios I gave there. Like how many because I know some guys are going to initially look at this and think the same way I thought. Like it's not about like like the guys who do that are crazy, but then put it into a little more perspective, go into a little deeper. What about the guy who, you know, who, who needed this reminder of what really means consent? What is really consent? Just because she got naked with you, she took you this far and you know, when does consent begin and end? Okay. Now with that being said, that's that's there's three extreme <laughs> extremes. Now here's what I teach my daughters, right? You don't. It's almost like you you have you have uh, uh you have twelve pit bulls that have been trained not to not to attack people, not to attack people, and you know you know they're like you're the trainer. You've trained them. You paid all the money. You've had them trained. And you know they want to take people. But then some guy walks in to your academy wearing a fucking steak suit, wearing a meat suit. You know, for whatever reason, they walk in there wearing a meat suit. And say the pit bulls attack, even though they're trained, say they attack them. They're trained. Now, you can say the pit bulls should have been on leashes. You can say all this shit. You can say all these things before the, like, you know, before, before the fact or after the fact, you can say what should have, what should have, what should have, what should have, what should have. 
But couldn't the, couldn't the guy wearing the meat suit also say, "Well, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have worn that meat suit in that that that, that pit pit <laughs> that pit bull pit you know that pit bull cage." Can you also say that? Right? I mean, and and again, this is not blaming the victim, but I'm just saying like, what's a what what's more likely? to come across like what, what more, what is, what's more likely to have a better outcome to try to train crazy ass rapists, not to be rapists or to try to, to try to teach women how to be more responsible and, and, and more curious and more like, um, have their guards up more and not know just because somebody's smiling just because somebody's telling you what you want to hear. Oh, you pretty. Come back to my place. Just because somebody want to fucking buy you drinks. All, all this stuff that leads, you know, you know, I mean, I I know there's no way this is there's there's people out there that has that has something with anytime somebody questions rape. I'm not questioning rape. First of all, I'm just I'm just analyzing this project just for my, you know, just to see like how I would have approached it. And I would have approached it like showing, uh, I don't know. I, I would have shown something different and just simply because I'm coming from the perspective of a guy with daughters. And I always teach them, you can't con- like same thing. You can't control what somebody say. Only thing you can control is how you react to what people saying. Like you can't control what, how somebody else, what somebody else is going to do. All you can try to do is have your guards up. If you're going to be wearing something provocative, understand and know that there's, there are going to be people out there that's going to objectify you. Well, how, I mean, that's, that's all I'm saying. Like if, if you, if you are going to be wearing something that shows off your girlish figure, you you have to expect a certain level of assholes. You you have to you have to expect that. You have to know that you got to have your guard up a little more. Just like I'm I'm a black guy. If I if if I decide and I've seen like um doc there's there's this documentary or this photo project this this lady from I can't remember where she's from but she went down to Mississippi she did this photo project and. She went into like these, the both these black and white neighborhoods, like ghetto neighborhoods, ghetto ghetto neighborhoods, and like trailer trash neighborhoods. And she said, "One, uh, these these two like black boys came up to her and said, aren't, aren't you scared? Aren't you afraid?'" And she's like, "No, why? Why should I be afraid?" And he was like, and they were like, "Well, usually white women are afraid of us." So that, that it's like they they know that, and she was acting like she didn't know why they were asking. Like, Come on. She knows why 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 they were asking that. Yeah, because it's weird to see a, a white lady in their neighborhood taking pictures. That's just that's just weird. Uh, the same way if I went to a fucking KKK rally <laughs> to take pictures, I'm not gonna be naive enough to know that I'm entering a dangerous area. I should be able. To, I should be free as long as it's not on a, pop, a private property. I should be fucking free to roam wherever I want to roam in these states. You know what I mean? So, but with that being said, am I going to be naive and dumb enough to know that 
some shit may happen if I decide to do this. Just like when photojournalists go to comeback, like when comeback photographers go to comeback zones. You think they're going over there thinking it, being naive, like, oh, I'm a photographer. I won't get shot. They're not going to target me. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying because rape is a crime. So why shouldn't, like, like, like any other crime, like any other evil that's in the world, we're taught to protect ourselves and be cautious and things like that. Why? It should be the same thing. Yeah, you should be able to wear whatever you want, walk wherever you want, and go wherever you want. But is that is that real? It would that ever happen? No. Just like these these uh, art is the the uh, permanent art is a permanent prop, uh, propaganda. That documentary. When when these when these people some of these artists went to jail some of these artists had all kinds of horrible stuff done to them, they expected it. Did they stop them? No, it didn't stop them because they expected it. So all I'm saying is with this project, I think it's sort of sending the wrong message. I wouldn't want my daughter seeing this thinking, oh, I can do whatever I want. Like it's my right to wear what I want. Yeah, it's your right. It, it is your right. It's, it's your right to wherever you what wear whatever you want. And, and if you go into a, a a club called Guys Only, women women that walk in here will be raped. If you walk into that club, yeah, is is it illegal? Is it is it uh, a crime? If they yeah, it's a crime. But it, I mean, is there, is there any responsibility? You know, I mean, all right. Um, that, that's all I'm gonna say with that. But, you know, kudos to to this this person. What was the name again? Um, Rory Banwell for this project. You know, kudos. I can see what she you know she was trying to doing trying to do. But like I said, I I just um, uh, I I you know, when when people try to act like like stuff isn't going to happen because it's illegal it, to me that just baffles me like yeah we we know we we know uh crimes against women crimes against any any kind of like sexual crime against w- women is is bad it's wrong yeah we know that what i want to what i want to see is something showing what would like if a, a guy trying to rape a woman and she beating the fuck out of him that's what that's the kind of project i want to see like a, a different turn a different twist you know, of, of events. That's the type of project I like to see. Will I create it? Probably not, but, <laughs> but you know, um, and I don't, I don't get this, this, this type, this like it says stance against rape culture. I don't, I'm not, I don't necessarily understand what is rape culture. Like, is, is there a culture of rape? I don't, I don't get that, but, my point with all this in is I like to see art. Now, to me, this is art. I like to see art taking, especially because one thing I like about it, it's, it's straightforward. It's no fucking pretentiousness behind it. it. The message is there and clear, even though I agree with the message, but I would like to see a different message. I like that. They kept it simple. I like that they just went straight forward. 
They use a variety of different people. They didn't just use hotties. They use a variety of different people. Even got like some husbands involved. It's cool. I like it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I like to see stuff like this, but I just, um, you know, I just try to teach my, my daughters different. Like, you know, I, 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 I rather my daughters be raised as like fucking hardcore bitches than these little meek, innocent, naive women thinking that just because some shit is illegal it can't happen. I, I'd rather teach them to, to be ready, you know, as as ready as you possibly could be. And I'd rather them be paranoid <laughs> than walking through the world like thinking, you know, people see them as princesses and fucking all this other bullshit. Um, oh, I do like, I saw this one says, I teach my son better. Yeah, see now I can see a I see I can see a total project like that, like um with young boys, young men, and then a message to them. Okay, let let me let, maybe this is for the young men. Maybe this is for the young men and you know, they they, they haven't even even the ones that are destined to be crazy, maybe this will trigger something and they'll go the other way. All right, I'm done with that. Ooh, that's one of those subjects that, you know, it, race and rape. They, those are two subjects that, are, you know, no matter what you say, somebody's going to take the shit wrong. You can have all the good intentions in your heart. And, and uh, that, like there's a saying says, the road to failure, either the road to failure or the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I actually both. The road to hell and the road to success the road to failure is paved with good intentions i like that quote i can't remember who said it but that came to my mind when i was thinking about that um all right you know what i'm i'm getting close to the hour i had a lot more stuff i was going to talk about but hey i guess i'll put it on the next one hey man like i always say i don't know i don't know a lot it, it, it that's obvious i don't know a lot but what i do know i try to talk straight about Thanks for joining me with this. Uh, thanks for listening to this edition of Straight Talk Uncut. I'm Tellus. Talk to you guys next time.